Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Qatar School Report. As always, I'll be your host, John McSwiggan. This week we're going to be looking at a topic that's affecting many schools across Qatar. And that is, how do we provide cover for absent teachers during this pandemic? As I speak to school leaders and teachers uh, across the country, I find that there's been a lot of disruption due to staff being off. Um, That is, they may have direct contact with someone in school who they find out is infected, or it may be outside. But nonetheless, the result is the same. They have to go for a corona test immediately. They're off school and, you know, management are left scrambling, trying to make sure that the class is covered. Uh, That can be made more difficult by the fact that it may be a specialist subject that not everyone has the ability just to teach. So it's something that is really, really uh, vexing schools at the minute. As a manager in a school, I mean, you've got the trouble of having to arrange someone else to cover that class. That has a knock-on effect on the timetable. So you're pulling somebody from one place and putting them in another place. And then obviously there's the disruption to the children themselves. It's not very nice to find out that your teacher won't be in class today and you're going to have someone else. So there is this uh, knock-on effect that happens when you have to arrange cover. And this is also made more difficult by the fact that different schools are applying different models of teaching at the minute. Some have gone with a group A, group B model. So you might have Uh, One group A in school this week, whilst group B is online. Other schools are following a group A, B, C approach. And yet others who have more space and perhaps smaller class sizes are actually able to continue with 100% face-to-face teaching. Even if this hasn't yet affected you, it is a real challenge and something that's proving very difficult to manage. So let's take a look at some of the most often used approaches And we'll examine the pros and cons of applying each solution. So the first approach that a school might employ is to simply double up a class. Uh, That means combining two or more classes in the same space. If it's uh, a larger number of students, it could be moved to a different venue like a sports hall or auditorium. Uh, And in fact, what you could also do as well, if it was, say, a secondary level where you might have two classes where you're studying different things, You could have two different groups who have their own work and are just getting on with it, as it were. The downside, obviously, of this approach is that by putting two or more classes together, you could be increasing the chance of transmission between those classes. Finally, and most importantly, this has to be subject to the Ministry of Education's rules, which are in place at the minute, and that is you can only have 30% of your maximum capacity in school at any time. And also, the classes are capped at 15 per class. So if you've got eight in one class and 10 in another, you cannot have a class of 18. The maximum you can have in one class is 15, and this presents a huge challenge. So the second traditional solution then is to bring in a specialist supply teacher or a cover teacher from outside. Now, under normal circumstances, that can be very, very useful and helpful, but it comes with a number of caveats at the minute. Number one, we're back to the same old problem. You're increasing the risk of transmission or of infecting people, yeah? 
Now, you could try and stick to the same person, a, a, a small bubble or a cohort of supply teachers. But even so, you still risk um, transmission and cross-contamination, etc. Also, there's the financial implications. I mean, the sheer potential uh, number of days that teachers could be off whilst they wait on results coming back from the lab means that there's going to be a huge financial implication for schools. Yeah. Schools normally, you know, have a little bit of sickness during the year. They might bring in a supply teacher. But if you're talking about this happening multiple times throughout a year to a, a large number of teachers, then it brings a financial pressure on the school. Solution number three involves one teacher live streaming to several classes at the same time. Now, this is good in that it kind of gets around the classroom restrictions. So this magic number we talked about, 15 in the class. So you could have one teacher live streaming to three classes of 15, and it, it's not flouting or breaking the rules. Now, the downside is you still need someone present in the room to supervise the students. That's normally a TA or a learning support person or someone similar. Um, this can work well for secondary students where you might have different year groups studying the same subject. So they might all have to study English. So what you would do is you would group them all together and the teacher would live stream the lesson at the same time. The other downside of this, of course, is that you would probably have to adjust the lesson somewhat. It would be a case of maybe the teacher uh, who's online giving a, a mini lecture or an introduction to the subject and then setting work for the class to get on with themselves because there's no way that they can actually interact with all three classes simultaneously. Solution number four involves one teacher covering two different classrooms. Now, these would probably have to be adjacent classrooms. So in this scenario, the teacher would nip out of one classroom and go next door to the other one to supervise that class. Obviously, it would mean that there would still have to be a TA or some other learning support person in each classroom because you could not, I repeat, could not have a scenario where the students are on their own. That would just not be allowed. And again, also you're restricted by the 15 per class, but that could work. Um, the difficulties are, of course, obviously the teacher could be transmitting uh, coronavirus between the two classrooms. So that is a big downside. And also as well, it's exhausting for the teacher. I mean, the, the mental strain and the physical strain of, of darting between two classrooms would mean that the, res the quality of the resulting lessons might not be, or would certainly not be as high as, a, as if the teacher were teaching one class at a time. So the final solution that might be available is that the teacher just continues to live stream from home, assuming that is they're not too ill to do so. Yeah, that's good in that it's not as disruptive for the class. This, the same teacher teaching the same subject, um, but it still comes with some problems. You still need a responsible adult. That's a learning support person or a teaching assistant or whatever in the classroom to make sure the students are physically okay. And also, I mean, the teacher at home is prone to all the usual interruptions. Um, the they, um, internet may drop out, which is an ongoing problem with online lessons, or they may have um, family commitments at home. You know, they may have children who are also off because they can't go to school who may be in the background. So, you know, life happens, it gets in the way, and it can also be very challenging 
to actually conduct online lessons as well. And quite simply, the result of all this extra cover can be that it puts a huge strain, not only in the management who have to arrange it, but also on the teachers who have to carry it out. It can put a huge physical and mental strain on them. And uh, we should mention that it, it pulls them away from their core activities, their core subjects. Um, in the UK, the union has kind of enshrined uh, this law whereby teachers are entitled to um, PPA, that's planning, prep and assessment time. It's basically 10% of their teaching time, normally about two and a half hours a week, where the teachers are not in class, but they get a, an opportunity to plan, to prep and to do marking or assessment. So when you have a situation where a teacher is pulled out of their class and is covering other people's classes, the likelihood is they're not getting this time. And this can eat into their private time, into their home time. They're maybe getting up earlier in the morning to prep stuff for classes. They're going home in the evening and they're doing administrative work that they otherwise would have done at home. And this can all add to the stress and strain of teaching. Now, as far as I'm aware, we don't have the same rules or unionized rules anyway in place in Qatar, but there's still an onus on um, school headmasters and directors to uh, protect their staff, to make sure that they don't um, overwork them or overexert them, because then that can just exacerbate the situation. It makes it worse. You could have teachers off due to stress, burnout or illness brought on by the physical and mental exertion. And that's really where the school's pastoral care element must really kick in. It's important to remind uh, teachers at this time to look after their own well-being, yeah? And also to seek help from schools if they are feeling overwhelmed or overburdened. You know, the thing that I've discovered about most teachers are, are they, they get into teaching because they are giving people. They want to help out. And if you approach a teacher and ask them to cover your class because someone's sick, they will do it. But it can come at the expense, as I said, of their own health and well-being. So it's important that, that management, um, you know, support them pastorally. And it's important that teachers and those in education at the minute really look after themselves. They monitor their own health and well-being, finding time for adequate sleep, exercise and rest. And, you know, activities outside of teaching that are a distraction that take their mind off the daily stresses and strains. And in these times, in, in no way is this unique to teaching. I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast today and you're not a teacher or you're not in education, you can still identify with this. We all need to look after our well-being. We get uh, one body, one life, and it's important that we look after ourselves. <laughs>